I had a dream last night, actually. Did you write it down? Did no, you but I'm going to say it right fucking now. I'm going to say it. At the beginning of the thing? Yeah. You're recording? Yep. Oh, fuck me. Right now. Okay, go. I had a dream, actually, right before, because I was panicked that I wasn't going to wake up on time to be here on time. Oh, no. You sent the one. I don't <sighs> think I got two. I got the one. I was I still awake. I did the awake. same thing that you did, and I don't remember it. Motherfucker. You know when you do this? Yeah. Watch. When you do this. Oh, I know. And then if you go to go just like, if you're like, yeah, I did it. I was talking for 10 minutes and my screen turned off. That's what happened with mine. Oh, my God. Because I had like three and I sent them all and I must have. I only received one and it was at 2.50 a.m. Yeah. I was awake. (laughs) Well, that's when I woke up, told the dream. And then I'm so mad because I don't remember I was so nervous I wasn't going to wake up on time. So I think I was thinking about the podcast a lot. And I, I got here and you were asleep in your car. But Posh was here, too. Oh, this is your dream. This was my dream. You were asleep in your car. And he was like, I think she just needs to rest. Do you think we should just go and like, get set up and like get started? And then when she's awake, she can come in. Because we'll be doing this for hours. And I was like, yeah, I feel like she probably needs to sleep. <laughs> I'm we, so mad about this. And then we recorded this. an episode. And he was like, do you want to do a sci-fi one? And I was like, yes. I legitimately sent two more, but they didn't send. Oh, man. Like I love apple juice. I think it's delicious. Ow. And Big Boy. Big Boy. Presents. Vivid. Apple juice. Apple juice. Don't touch my apple juice or there will be repercussions. As is life, you know. I'll do better. I'll do better. I'll do better. Okay. So. I'm a little chilly. I wish I had your jacket. What's remarriage catering check? I already talked about that. That's when I made the checkout for $84,000. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's um, rational recovery? It's the AA thing. But not AA. It's a different It's a different alternative. I think I need a little jaqueta. I wanted to show you this. It's a new coin I got. It's the moon. Mm-hmm. It's huge. I know. I love it. I love that it's giant. Can I have it? <laughs> Everything I brought today. Can I have it? <laughs> Um, but and I meant it every time. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about that is you can feel the difference of the yeah. like from the craters. Um, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, rational recovery is an alternative to AA, and it's um, non-religious, non-denominational. <laughs> I only have my normal coin. But usually you get multiple of them. I know. I love the coins. You usually get multiple. I know. And then gift them to people when they're least expecting it. I do that? Yeah. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Can I have one? Um, Put it on a list somewhere. Yeah. I want it. Um, I win it. So rational recovery. Should How we cool talk about this, this now? Of this? They usually make it as a long necklace. I know, but I don't do necklaces. But it would be cool as like, I could do a dangler. But that's way too heavy. No, it's that's not. like a that's several grams. That's like forty grams. Can I have it? I'm just like I'm protected. <laughs> just what even? <laughs> the moon. Um, La luna. Uh, rational recovery. Do yeah. you want to talk about it? I do. I do. Um. So, this program says that the primary force driving an addict's uh, predicament is what the psychologist calls because the psychologist wrote this book 
um, is called the addictive voice, which can be physiologically understood as related or to the, so it's related to the parts of the human brain that control our core survival instincts, such as hunger, sex, and bowel control. Weird one to throw in there. <laughs> um, consequently, when I'm the desires of this, <laughs> of this voice are not sa- uh, satiated, the addict experiences anxiety, depression, restlessness, irritability, anhedonia. Do you know what that means? Mm-mm. It's the inability to feel pleasure. I have that. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding like i don't it's um what like heroin or meth addicts go through because they're um they're um what is that called it looks like this on the end and it receives neurotransmitters what is this called ganglion neuron a neuron uh, yeah um it literally i just am pretending it's, that it's gonna be mine <laughs> it's so it's so um just full of um, all of the different neurotransmitters that go along with whatever drugs that you're doing that um, because you've closed off so many different terminals that you can receive it um, because the one like it's like we're being stimulated too much. So let's say you have five and then it closes them off and you're down to one when you go uh, when you're off of your drugs, you feel active pain and like you're like, I'm going to eat a cupcake and you're like, I didn't even feel that like that's what it, <laughs> yeah. that, like you don't like. You're literally unable to receive the neurotransmitters for pleasure is anhedonia. You're going to continue to read that. Can you read it loud? I'm going to grab my sweater. I feel like I should back away from the mic then a little bit. Um, the desires of this voice are not satiated. I talked about that. In essence, rational recovery method is to make a commitment to planned permanent abstinence from undesirable substance or behavior and then equip oneself with the mental tools to stick to that commitment. Most important to recovering addicts is the recognition of this addictive voice and determination to remain abstinent by constantly reminding themselves of the rational basis of their decision to quit. As time progresses, the recovering addict begins to see the benefits of separating themselves and their rational minds from a bodily impulse that has no regard for responsibility, success, delayed gratification, or moral obligation. It's on recognizing and defeating... Uh, what they refer to, what they refer to as the addictive voice. But and what's the actual recovery? What is it? What is it? Like, how do they say you do it? They refer to behaviors that um, the addictive voice um, wants you to do as beast activity because it's so. Um, like it's within your like it's instinctual yeah. at that point. So um, any feeling, image, urge that supports drinking or using as beast activity, the compulsions will fall silent, and the person can eventually regain control. Um, Wait, but how? Say it it's again. It's comparison. It does not regard. So they're comparing it between AA and rational recovery. Um, does not regard alcoholism as a disease, but a voluntary behavior. So it's more of a behavioral psychological approach um, to this is I'm I'm a plebeian in psychology but um, from my limited experience within psychology um, it to me appears to be a behavioral or cognitive uh, approach to addiction versus um, like feelings or like working towards that it's more like recognizing that your impulses are are that it's because your body says I need that hit versus your mind saying no like it's your 
you know, a, a, the addictive voice or whatever they call it. Um, that's like your instinctual yeah, but primordial to me that, voice. I don't know. To me, this recovery system feels very surface level. Like I like the AA programming or the way that they do it because it really forces you to. There are no discrete steps and no consideration of religious matters or requirement to put one's trust in any sort of higher power. So, I mean, I get that. I do because I don't believe in it. Yeah. <laughs> Higher powers or um, you know, what have you. Rational recovery repeatedly claims that there is no better time to construct a big plan to abstain. By the by, while we're talking about recovery, um, I need to do some research. But um, so there's a series out on the YouTube that you've made fun of me for watching. I don't know if you've made fun of me, but like for sure do because it's terrible. Rational um, recovery is not for um, like being like this is my three month pin. Like they they say that AA, if a proposes that you're never going to drink or use again, then there isn't a reason to keep track of time. So they feel that the keeping track of time is some sort of hindrance to your cognitive behavioral psychological approach to um i just don't know if i believe in that Um, i just uh, dr drew mentioned it because um they were talking about that and, and he was saying that because someone was saying they want to get into some sort of recovery program but the religious it's similar to what you said the religious sort of uh elements to aa um is off-putting for them and he said that there are other things um one not to do is the one that said that you can just do things in moderation because the person that created that uh drove drunk and drove her car into a telephone pole and died Mm -hmm. (laughs) she it's a literal that's what happened um well that's what i was about to talk about is actually um so (laughs) the moderation it's something something moderation moderation moderation, but, but um I was going to talk about that show, Dancing with the Devil, um, Demi Lovato. It's like a docu-series on YouTube that is about Demi Lovato and, like, her, like, experiences or whatever. And uh, she actually says in the latest episode of it, which is, I believe, called Reclaiming Power, she says that she's now um, California sober, (laughs) which is, like, she's... Yeah. Which is like you're sober, but like you can still like have a little weed, like drink occasionally, but like in moderation, as you were saying. Yeah. Which I do believe is going to lead to you just using die. Yeah. But um of the same shit. But I like the idea for me myself because for example, the things I'm addicted to, I would probably say I have an issue with alcohol. I don't think I'm addicted to it, but yeah. I I do use it as a coping mechanism sometimes. As my first RA said you can't be an alcoholic until you have a family. And I believe that to be true. I don't know what that means. That's what he, he always said that because... I don't think that's true. You don't think? No. You don't think that's a, a, a positive statement to teach uh, college freshmen I don't think drinking that's true. And, you don't think? No. Nah. I don't currently have a family and I definitely have a problem. I don't think I'm an alcoholic though. But I don't think any alcoholic thinks they're alcoholic. I don't think you're an alcoholic. I think you just have... A problem. Yeah. I have a problem with alcohol. Because I do use it to salve myself. Yeah. Um, when I just am like, I don't want to be sober. for the, like, I either want to be unconscious, asleep, mm-hmm. or drunk. Because <laughs> I don't want to deal with my life. But, um, so there's that. Ooh. And then, the um, I think food is a real issue for me. 
sugar and food. Yeah. Like I have an addictive issue with sugar. I would say I food. have that too. I eat a lot of sugary things sometimes, yeah. especially like later Those in fucking the fucking donuts at work. I didn't. I actually only ate like half of one, and then everyone else said they ate all of them. <laughs> oh, and those fucking peanut butter eggs. That... Yeah, I liked those. Ugh, scary made. Yeah, fuck, really they were good. good. He said they're usually better because he had to get store brand peanut butter versus Jif, because Jif is better than store brand peanut butter. We all know this to be true. Well, um, nonetheless, so here's an. Ex- I believe that California sober. It's my hot water heater, and I didn't even use water in the last whatever. Someone is. No one here. <laughs> I just wanted Speaking the of, X-Files theme to play. Um, so I want to tell you before you got here, um, I had really a lot of intention to be so productive today. And I really feel now at this time talking to you, speaking to you, that once you leave, I just want to get into my bed and finish that um, docu-series on the Netflix. About Demi Lovato? No, 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 no. no. Oh, the, about uh, the Cecil Hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to start it today. I think it's good. It's a little bit slow. You're going to be like, it's too slow because you already know all the information. So for That's someone I who was... knows it so well. But did we talk about this? I said this, right? When In your presence? I think so. About how it's like, I already know so much about it. And I've watched several like yeah. 15 to 20 minute videos about it. I think it. it's cool that they like include like internet sleuths talking about yeah. it, you know, because like, and, and I, I mean, it's cool for me because I don't know everything you know about it. I know the outcome, but I, I like it. I like docuseries yeah. like that where they interview the people. Like they have the, um, uh, the manager of the hotel at the time. She was the manager for 10 years and they have her on it a lot. And like, it's cool because I didn't know that stuff about the Cecil hotel. I, it, it's cool to me because it doesn't just focus on her. Yeah. Well, that is the greater overarching yeah, thing they're talking about. But, but it's, it's about the hotel. Correct. It's, and ca- they, it's not called Eliza Lamb or whatever the name, hell her name is. Elisa Lamb. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Correct. shouldn't be so coy about a dead person that like, fucking killed yourself or whatever. What even I'm happened? Sorry. We don't know. Nobody knows. Do they know? They I don't, don't know. They don't. I don't think they know. Well, I'll see. But um, I, mean, she was, I like she it was because mentally it, ill. Because it does talk about the Cecil, and I, and it's actually the Cecil was really cool because um, you already know this. Maybe the people that are listening don't, but um, the Cecil Hotel people, it Like there was a time for Skid Row where people would literally a taxi would pick you up or cops would pick you up from prison. You just got out of prison and they would just drop you off at Skid Row knowing you had nowhere else to go. They just fucking shove you out of the car like you're here now. You know what I mean? There was also a time when this is legitimate. L.A. passed some kind of 
regulation or some kind of, it wasn't mm-hmm. law, but they passed something that where people who lived on Skid Row weren't allowed to leave. They put up barriers. So if you were homeless living on Skid Row, you weren't allowed to go like six blocks up. Mm-hmm. Like they had physical barriers and cop cars at that. And they were like, no, nah, you can't. So it's like, that's crazy. And the Cecil is in that yeah. area. But additionally, outside of Skid Row, outside of that fact, um, because it's so close to the train station and just generally when it was built, it was built specifically for travelers, for like people to mm-hmm. um, get in quick who didn't have a lot of money. So um, and then the manager who's interviewed, who was a manager from she, until 17 and she mm-hmm. was 10 years. So 2007 to 2017 or maybe it was 13, three to 13, something like that. Yeah. Six to 16, something. Mm-hmm. Um she was talking about how um, the rooms are so affordable that they're really meant to be – they're meant to be an alternative to apartment living. This hotel has 7,000 rooms. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Is it 7,000 or 700? That seems impossible. 700 rooms. Yeah. Let's say it's 700. It has 700 Just me rooms. with the check. Which is <laughs> – was it, se- was it 700? Seven, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. Um, um, 7,000 rooms. Um, but nonetheless, it's still a fucking huge hotel, even if yeah. it's 700 rooms. Do you know rooms. who uh, who all has uh, graced the hotel with their presence? There go. Uh, it's one of the last places the Black Dahlia was seen. Oh, and Robert Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Rich- Richard, Richard Ramirez. Ramirez. Why do I always do that? Um, another killer was there um, one of the big California serial killers. Well, the manager who's interviewed in this thing, you're going to watch it, but whatever. The yeah. manager said that in her 10 years, um, the cops came there tens of thousands of times. Yeah. And one of the cops that was interviewed said that at any given time, they would get at least four, like, emergency a day Yeah. to the Cecil. Yeah. Overdoses, domestic violence disputes, uh, yeah. prostitution, um, and people, which is crazy because pe- it's so famous, not for those just famous in general, that people are like, let's go to the Cecil. But the reality is that it's like this place that is, at one point in the 90s, it was $3 a night. And yeah. so pe- homeless people would be like, oh, yeah, I can stay somewhere with a shower or whatever. But like, okay, for instance, Lisa, uh, Elisa Lamb, um, she, her first room was in a, a like a, um, hostile style room yeah. where there were many multiple beds and there was, and they moved and, her out of it. Correct. And there was like a shared bathroom, which is creepy. I don't want to go to a shared most, bathroom in a, ho- in a hotel. Yeah. But if it's a, if they have it set up as a hostel, most hostels do have shared bathrooms. Yeah. But I think it's weird anyway. Um, yeah, dude. Go ahead, keep going. Sorry, killers. Oh no, that I think that's all the more I know of. Though, oh. but I would say, for the limited number place. of serial killers, there's <laughs> a lot of serial killer activity. Yeah, at this place. Yeah, I don't understand Richard Ramirez's. Did he just stay there? Yeah. Oh, he just was there. Yeah, but they talk about like a lot of drug overdoses, a lot of like prostitution. <laughs> One of the guys they interviewed was a homeless guy for a really long time, so he's just like, so, it's just really funny that he got into this documentary. I think it's hilarious because he's, he's like, like, you know, Eddie knows everything about the Cecil. Yeah, because he's like, you know, back then I was wilding out, so I'd be going up there, I'd be bringing some ladies, you know, getting into it, just like really. Yeah, it's really funny because he's just. He doesn't care, you know? And he was yeah. like, I was homeless for like 20 years and I'd be staying there a lot just yeah. to like fucking stuff. I have, yeah. So, 
I'm just like crazy. <laughs> it was re LA's homeless problem. It's so commonplace. This is just a little aside, but it's so commonplace that Whitney Cummings opened up like this chat room thing. It's like a new social media thing where you can just like open up a room and then you can just like click on like people can raise their hand digitally to like to talk and then you just click on them and then they can talk like it's a phone call, but the whole room can hear you the whole chat room or whatever. Um, And she was trying it out on her podcast and this guy she was like, you know, how should I be doing this? Like, are there like, what are like the standards for like, just trying to feel it out? Like, because it's a new social media thing. And she was like, well, tell me about yourself. And he was like, yeah, I, she was, like, she made a joke. She was like, how are you available at 1230 PM on uh Wednesday afternoon? And he was like, well, I am homeless. And she was like, <laughs> how do you're you just, <laughs> yeah. She's like, I, I didn't think like, it's just so common. Like he was like, yeah, I lost my apartment because of COVID. So I live in whatever streets underpass now, just like a, and he could be selling you insurance. Do you know what I mean? Like he just, he wasn't like some kind of, like you said, like a homeless user. Yeah. He was just like, um, yeah, I lost my apartment from COVID. So I, I live in a tent under the, uh, broad street underpass. (laughs) Just like what even, um, Three homeless people in LA. Uh, Dr. Drew may be running for California governor. Oh, yeah. I think that's great. Um, he feels very strongly about the homeless problem as a mental health professional and as a doctor. Um, I don't know all the specifics, so I shouldn't speak on it uh, in depth, but I know California has some weird laws in regard to homeless people. Um, you're not allowed to, like, the homeless people, it's like they have their own. It's like, um, like a religious, like a religious community in other places. You know what I mean? Like, in in some places in the country, like Amish people, like they just do their own thing. They kind of have similar things for that. Like homeless people, like you don't like. They just kind of are hands off with them. So like, the government, mental health professionals, even if they're like, let's get together and go in and help. The government's like, no. And they have like different names for homeless people. It's like people like people live outdoor living people. Like they don't call them homeless people. I don't understand. It's like outdoor. I don't want to sound super Republican, but it's a lot of like, and from my understanding of it, like a lot of political correctness kind of thing where it's like they're otherly homed people. I hate that. (laughs) They're not otherly homed. They and live under a bridge. He, he, Do we call are their names troll people? No. The troll people. He Those feel, are bridge. Basically, California doesn't want to It's a whole thing where it's like it's incorrect for people to go in and try to get them out of these situations. Recently, they tried to go in and just give these people homes. Like so many so many places are and the government was like, "Okay, so we'll give money for these homes. We'll have these homes for homeless people. We'll give them the homes, whatever." And the, the homeless people didn't want to do it because they're mentally ill and they can't force them to get into any kind of programming or mental health or any kind of mental health programming, anything like that, because they have all these laws protecting homeless people. So Dr. Drew feels strongly that like these people are not mentally well. They don't want to get out of their situation because they're addicts and this is where they can get the things that they Need. Their addictive voice currently is telling them the, what they need. They're saying whatever they're using, 
is more important than anything else, and this is the situation you can get it, so that's where you need to stay. Whereas someone who's recovered or in recovery would say, oh, yeah, for sure, no. For sure, you should get a house. Yeah, like they have, have homes home. and shit and, men- and mental health programs for the homeless people, but because they can't force them into these things because they have all kinds of protections against homeless people in California, they... They they're just they haven't no one's taken because the homeless people aren't voluntarily doing it. And he said that basically he feels strongly that we need to recognize that these people aren't well and that, you know, sometimes you have to be a little bit like, hey, we're going to have we're going to do this. And eventually, you know, people when once they're like, oh, yeah, living on the street, that's not cool. (laughs) Doing heroin every day, 12 times a day. Not good. (laughs) Like they're not mentally well. Like we can't just say. They're good to do their own thing. Live under the underpass. Like that's not that's not within normal normal human programming to imagine? to do that. Can you imagine? No. You live in a tent. I'd be okay, I'd be okay if it was in the forest. No, not but under like, an no underpass. you wouldn't. There's no shower. That's There's okay. No I'll toilet. hop in a I'll hop in a river. I don't I just need to be somewhat clean often. I know you need to be clean every day. I know you. I haven't. I didn't shower today, and that's like a big sacrifice for me. I just need. I'll hop into a river or some shit. I really feel that you wouldn't. I feel like okay. Oh, let's also do this. Speaking of wellness, um, we're currently enjoying breakfast smoothie re gift from my mother, and this smoothie consists of. It's called blue cacao, and it consists of the following. Blueberries, banana, kale, avocado, dates, water, sunflower seeds, cacao, and pea protein. It has no added sugar, and uh, it is dairy-free. And I made it with oat milk. I also added some keto ketones, uh, salted caramel flavor. I don't say caramel like that. That's disgusting. Salted caramel flavor. And uh, that's what we're consuming. We also had burritos for breakfast. Yeah. I also tried to make him do... Oh, I'll tell you what we did this morning, by the way. Yeah. So the first thing we did was a big heaping um, spoonful of bentonite clay. <laughs> bentonite clay, which some of you may know because you can do a lot of things with bentonite clay. Um, the purpose of it, it pulls out toxins. It draws out toxins. So a lot of people use it as a face mask. If you get it dry as the clay, add a little bit of water, you can use it as a face mask. It draws stuff out. Um, Bentonite clay has a lot of uses. But what we did, I have a liquid form of it. And we took a spoonful of it. And what that does is go into your bell bell. And then it goes into your intestines and such, goes through your digestive system. And as it works through it, it's supposed to pull out toxins mm-hmm. um, from the lining of your digestive system. Now, if you don't eat a high-fiber diet, then what happens then, as you can imagine, like, okay, here's a really good example. Imagine a children's slide, one of those plastic ones yeah. that just has not been cleaned in 10 years, and it's grody. And then you spray from our work yeah a bleach, bleach. spray yeah. onto it just like you do and you know yeah. how that stuff just falls off right yeah well then imagine in the slide in the bottom of the slide there there's just a pile of of bleachy dirt you know 
it's the same thing in our intestines. It would be just like a pile of bentonite clay and toxins that it's drawn out mm-hmm. sitting in the bottom of your digestive system in all these organs. And so the reason that you want to do some high fiber after that is because it would push it through. Now, if you already eat a high fiber diet, you wouldn't necessarily need to add a lot of fiber. I don't eat enough fiber, I find. Um, so I I'm also pretty, prepared pretty good. this morning um, a psyllium husk um, water and super greens mixture. Now, if any of you have ever done psyllium husk, and I don't mean like in a Metamucil pill. I mean like you have a vat of what looks like fish flakes psyllium husk and then you put it in water if you've ever done this you know that um it turns solid pretty quick (laughs) like if you we could do an experiment right now but we're not going to but if you put a little bit of it in water and you just watched it in five minutes it would just be gelatinous and solid more solid than this by by far yeah because it solidifies so quickly so i put it in one of those um shakers it was solidifying in my mouth as I was trying to yes, consume it. Yes, it's difficult to consume because of the consistency. The texture changes every minute. It just is as you go, and it's pretty gross. So um, he took a big gulp and then said, mm-mm, 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 a lot. And then I had to yeah. finish it. And then I almost barfed because I was watching his face, and his face was saying, oh, no. Yeah, because it was like I scooped out some... Uh, like shavings from a rodent cage. <laughs> no. So it, it that was wasn't the texture great. of it. Um, but yeah, so we did some psyllium husk. I did the rest of his cup. We probably had about 12 ounces total. Sure. So you probably gulped and maybe like between three and four ounces, yeah. maybe the gulp you had. So I probably had about eight ounces of psyllium husk yeah. um, with some super greens. And that's going to help once, you know, the bentonite clay is drawn yeah, out. And because toxins. my body is not used to this. I'm going it's, to shit so I soon. I don't think so. No. So the psyllium is just fiber. That's like if you ate like four apples and like, I can't think of anything else. And like an oatmeal. Yeah. It would be the same. The psyllium husk. The bentonite clay doesn't do anything to your digestive system. Now, I will say that the pills that I gave you were ketone pills. Yeah. Exo- exogenous ketones. And those, the point of that is to send anything that isn't fat so carbohydrates and proteins that you've consumed straight through your ass so that it your body doesn't have time to process them because yeah. the point of exogenous ketones is to get you into ketosis so the point of that is so that your body has more fat than carbs and protein to digest because if your body has only fat to digest then it tricks your metabolic system into eating the fat that you have in your body versus eating carbohydrates for energy so that's what an exogenous and I have to ketone shit right now. <laughs> that's an exogenous ketone is for. So I did give you two exogenous ketone pills. Um, so those will make you shit, but none of the other stuff, the psyllium husk and the bentonite clay this morning won't do anything for you. Yeah, now this I'm is just, super healthy, which is I'm good. A, I'm an in charge person at our place of work, and I'm just going to be fully with all my in charge <laughs> stuff just in the bathroom, just <laughs> radioing everyone. Okay, everyone, do this now. That's what that's what I'm picturing my evening to be. I don't think that that's the way it's going to be. I think be, that's going to how it's happen. I think that that's going to be how it's happen. Yeah. I think that that. I sent you a couple of videos that I thought to be fairly interesting. Going to be how it's happen. Um, um, which ones? Because I watched them. 
Do you want to talk about divine masculinity, that one? I think I need to. Let's Google it because I, I heard what she said. I'll, I'll, you can Google. I'll play the video. How about that? Yeah, because I heard what she said. And we'll talk about how you felt about what she said. Yeah. Is that right? I don't think that that sentence was right. Um, whew, just scrolled all the way back to circle plan. Whew. Whew. That's just from seven years ago. Um, where even are they? Welcome to Divine masculinity is a thing, and I have been underrating it. I can tell you what I loved about being in the company of this very masculine human. I loved that when we were walking somewhere, he had already planned the route. And when we got to the corners, he would say, we're going left, or we're going right, before I could even wonder. I loved that when I was eating an ice cream cone, he would take that wadded napkin out of my hand, and as we walked by it, without a word, he would drop it in a garbage can that he had been tracking for a block. I loved that he opened my door for me. set up for me even though he didn't drink coffee himself i love the ridiculous irreverence he had he would walk into a room with his big belly sticking out of his shirt dancing around like an idiot just absolutely no shame i love that when shit hit the fan he stepped in with a strong energy of leadership making phone calls making plans moving quickly into action i relaxed into him it's something i had never experienced before it's divine masculinity Some of that's okay. <laughs> I think her, him setting really up the pour over for her was nice. I really Comes hate in. this person who was speaking. Yeah, I don't, I don't get her situation. Yeah, and I don't she, want to. Investigate she looks further. like the type of person who would really hate everything she just said. Yeah, and be like, "Can I have the other side of that? Can I have a woman?" Yeah. Specifically, she looks like a lesbian. Yes. Um. Additionally, yeah. So. So, so divine the topic masculine is divine masculinity. Yes. So divine masculine, divine, divine, oh my god, divine masculine <laughs> and divine femininity are great. I get it, right? I'm going to read you some traits. I don't get it. What is it? I don't understand. I'm going to read you some traits. Traits of the divine masculine include logic, reason, action, firmness, survival, loyalty, adventurous, strength, rationality. Cool. I I I feel I meant I'm into that. That's my whole thing. I agree with most of that. Meanwhile, divine feminine traits are intuition, nurturing, healing, gentleness, expression, wisdom, patience, emotions, flexibility. I think these are just all good qualities to have. Okay, like, can but you just here's not my have... thing. Okay, yes. Okay, so if you've ever been around someone who makes you feel those ways, who who you're like, oh, that person is very much that or very much the other thing, and then they're exemplifying divine masculinity, etc. Sure, it does feel good. She's right. It feels good to be around that, right? But I don't like... How do you say this? It's like the guy from Divergent. I want to be all things. I want to be those things. Yeah. I want to be rational and logic and uh, like logical and survivalist and adventurous and strong and rational. Like I want to be those things. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I can't also be whatever gentle nurturing have intuition wisdom yeah i want to be i want to be all of do you want to be patient and healing and nurturing and intuition and wise yes and flexible of course you do so like i want to do all the things i don't want i don't want yeah you get it yeah you fucking get it it just it's frustrating to me that basically these are just saying gender norms that's just gender norms i just i don't even i don't even know what any of it like is this like 
I don't understand. I don't under what is who made like what is the people also ask on Google because I I just googled divine masculinity and then it says people also ask how does the divine masculine feel? How do you awaken the divine masculine? How is divine masculine essence? I feel this is like white supremacy shit. Twin flame. I feel like this is white supremacy shit. Is it? On lonerwolf.com. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is definitely white supremacy <laughs> shit. There's on lonerwolf.com. There's uh, an article. Shave your head. There's an article that says nine ways. The entrance ways, to this website requires you to have a mirror head. Nine ways to awaken the divine masculine within you. Is one of them crystals? Because that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Should we click on it? Yeah, l- okay. read it. But you have to... F- Mm, I have to go to, you have to shave your head. You have to shave your head. I'm You're definitely on a fucking list now. Lonerwolf.com. They're also here is how you make your Why capital storming has the IED. divine masculine been ignored. It's not some rare delicacy or mythical unicorn. Oh my God. I hate this. Summer. Benefits of w- awakening more self-confidence, improved critical thinking. Can we just get to skills. the how to do it? Because it's like you leave nine your- ways to awaken. Number one. Examine your wounds surrounding masculinity. I mean, that's two, not terrible because I feel like most men don't. And two, then they just, then they storm the capital. Take self-responsibility. You know I mean? Three, contact your inner father. What? Contact your inner father. We all possess many sides of our nature. Psychologist Carl Jung called the differences uh, in your psyche archetypes. <sighs> The father is a universal archetype that we all carry inside us. Um, I don't want to be specific, but that's fucking wrong. Four, deconstruct (laughs) your conditioning. What? Men shouldn't cry. Men must be stoic. Men must have a successful career. Men must be the head of the household. Deconstruct your conditioning. Okay. Five, find a masculine teacher guide father that you admire. No. Eckhart Tolle. I do love him. Dalai Lama. All people with divine masculinity. Connect with your inner warrior. Oh my God. Your inner warrior isn't interested in dominating, killing others, or fighting for peace. Your inner warrior supports and protects you. Um, That's the shit that... Be assertive and stick up If we have no commentary, then (laughs) we might as well just fucking end it now. (laughs) Just as in, just end it now? No, just... It's not a dick in there this time. We're ending it now. You know what I mean? Just. <laughs> if we don't have commentary for these things, then what even? Why are have we the here? commentary then? It's like what they did on that fucking TV show with those men. What do you want to say about connecting with your inner warrior? It's like what they did on that TV show with those men. And it was the dating show. It was at the beginning of the pandemic. What was it called? The batch- oh, the show we watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the bodies. Yeah. And they went to the island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, and the, I don't remember the what that fucking, show was called. Uh, I'm on lonerwolf.com right now was, for too long. Siri was like, you may not touch your genitals. It wasn't you know Siri. That one? Her name was uh, something else. Aria. I can't talk to you right now. Who? It's my mother. Oh. What she want? I don't know. I'm recording why are you, this podcast. Why are you at Alps? Why are you that's, I don't. That's not how she talks. I don't think she <laughs> what do you have to say that. about your inner warrior? Uh, pass. I just feel like be assertive and stick up for yourself. What better way just to be assertive than to define your needs? That's a good, it's a good one. Some of this isn't terrible. Are your needs being met? 
How do you feel when your boundaries are being overstepped? Assertiveness requires courage. It's an important step. Above all, remember that your needs and opinions are just as valid as anyone else's. I feel a loner, Wolf might say. More valid. <laughs> I, I feel some of this isn't terrible. And Stand- I think it's important that because a lot of men don't deconstruct the masculine. Yeah. Yeah, in their like terms. I don't yeah. like I don't like how that's I don't understand Decon- that. Hold on, what was it? Deconstruct. I don't like how they said that. Deconstruct but... your conditioning. Okay, yeah. Like deconstruct because what it means to be a man. Especially hashtag within our society. Um most men can't meet the whatever you're supposed to be doing. You have thing. to be interested in sports. Yeah, I feel like most You have to dominate women physically, sexually, and career wise. Or like be successful you don't have to, but or like, like all of that. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> but the thing is, within our society, it's like you have to do all this, and then you're like, "Well, I can't." And then you have hostility towards like the society, and then you're like, "I'm gonna storm the Capitol." Do it harder. I can't. Because you're, you're, he's already going as hard as he can go. You know what I mean? What? Like thrusting. Okay. Like do harder, harder. He's like, I, I literally can't. <laughs> Be assertive and stick up for yourself. We said that. Stand in a confident way. Your body language has a powerful impact on how you feel. Try this experiment. Let your shoulders drop forward, hunch over, and cross your arms so that you're in the shape of a C. How do you feel? That's how I am right now, and I'm pretty comfortable. Now straighten up your back and shoulders and let your chest be exposed so that you're in I shape. Now how do you feel? Powerful. Just... Although it might be uncomfortable and foreign at first, improving your posture will help you send an unconscious signal that you are confident, calm, and secure in yourself. The last step to awakening the divine masculine is stop being passive. Start being active. Amazing. (laughs) Be the instigator, the initiator, and the giver within your relationship and in your life in general. How are you? How do you feel about the lone, the lone wolf dot loner wolf dot com? There's also something on medium.com, beyondtheordinary.com, um, cardreadingqueen.com, Joan of Spark. What? Oh, this is the other one. <laughs> did she watch this one? I did, of course. I think that was funny. Um, I wanted to watch the one about Pupfish. No, that's... God, that's not this fucking bourbon guy. I hate him. Um, where was that? Did I send you that or not? You texted Pupfish, but that's all you said. I didn't send the right video. That's Damn right. it. That's irritating. Um, well, Pupfish are these... I should just look up an article. But Pupfish are, from what I learned, are these little tiny fish that live in this cave... And just this one little shelf within this cave, and they're the only place they exist in the world. These fish and this with these characteristics, and um, basically, if they they're a group of small fish belonging to, yeah, they only exist in these like extreme. Can't you situations. just Google pupfish TikTok? No. Why? Because you can't find TikToks that easily. That's I'm crazy. Gonna do it. Um. But they basically, they only live in this one little shelf within this one cave in California. And they 
have tried to move them to like preserve them because there are only 200 that exist now. Um, and they either die or they lose the individual qualities like their color and their physical shape that exist within this species specifically. Um, how do you know which one you that's you don't, you don't, (laughs) you can't find TikToks ever again. Once they're gone, they're gone forever. Um, Aren't, isn't but, it just spelled pop fish? Is it two words or one? It's one word. Pop. Pop. Pop fish. Um, Is that right? Uh, the government has spent over $43 million trying to create a facility. A facility. They're trying to facility. A facility that uh, can maintain them outside of this one little cave. Um, a guy captured a pup fish a couple years ago. And spent, and they put him in jail for a year. One of these little fish. Um, One of these little fish. And I like the community, and the community near um, this community. little cave, uh, it's highly debated whether to like continue to try to maintain these pup fish or just let them be. Yeah, or or there's there are two different sides. One says kill the pup fish. One says save the pup fish. Because some people... I just love that it's called pupfish because it sounds really cute. They are. Have you seen them? No. Why don't you just look up a picture of them when you were Googling? Oh, because I was just trying to find pupfish TikTok. I'm very scared to move any Why of Why wouldn't you just move the phone? That's an ugly fish. Stupid. They're, they're tiny and blue. I don't say kill them, and I don't say save them. I say leave them alone. Whatever um, they're going to do, the government they're do. has spent. They're creating the size and shape and the place where the little alcove that they live specifically. Um, they're recreating it entirely to like a T to see if they can try to relocate them because people keep trying to fuck with them. It's so dumb. Leave them alone. Um. So that's cool move on from that oh my god i hate when you check mark well yeah but if you i do it when you don't interact with my con I, my content so i that's what i'm that's what i am doing that's what when i you don't interact with my content that's what i do uh i have an antenna story you may tell it now thank you <laughs> i was waiting for your your reaction <laughs> um I saw the thing. It's like that lady who was coming to the White House to give a, a briefing, and she said, good afternoon, everybody. And everyone just said hands. I said, and good she, afternoon. Is everybody no, in she, here dead? No, she, she, <laughs> said, she said, and then she said, good afternoon. And then everyone said it back, and she was like, I wasn't sure if I was the only person in this room or not. Uh, it's hilarious. Yeah, um, that's what I just did. You may tell your antenna story now. Um, oh, one of oh, our... Oh. Sorry, I don't know. One of our not sure. co-workers used to work for Subway. Just this. And we were talking, we were talking <laughs> um, how sometimes after late at night when you're working, you like look out into like the seating area and like a plant or something will look like a person. And you're like, oh, is there a person? Um, <laughs> and she said we used to have a... <laughs> Cardboard cut out of Jared, of Jared Fogle, the subway guy. Um, 
until obviously his prosecution for um child pornography uh more than that um raping yeah i'm pretty sure he had uh, intercourse with children um the fuck so he's in jail um and we were talking about that and i said yeah I'm, i think he's still in prison and the other person was like why is he in prison i was like he's a child predator and she was like what i was like yeah fully jared fogel is a child predator um, and we had that little conversation and I was listening to two bears, one cave after work, two bears, two bears, one cave, two bears. And Tom the second bear? was talking about how he one time did a commercial campaign. He was going to be Jared's brother for subway and about how like he, he's like, it's weird to have Jared Fogle as a contact saved in your phone. I'm sure other people in some people's phones are child predators that they don't know about. That's true. But he was like, yeah, he was supposed to be Jared's brother who doesn't eat Subway and like didn't follow the rules. And he like they were going to do a whole campaign and they paid him like a bunch of money to like do a couple commercials. And it was like he he auditioned and the producers liked him a lot. And then he kept like they kept having more auditions and whatever. And the last one, the director for the commercial was there. And he was like, but you can, can you do it like this, that, whatever? And it was like a weird thing. He was like, like telling him to say the lines in a way, like this way specifically. And apparently, I don't know. Apparently that's weird. It was weird. And he, they were like, yeah, we want to have you do it. So he came back and it was the same director and he was doing the same thing again for the first like half of their filming the first day. And he was like, this is really difficult. Like, this guy's telling him to like try to like say it like this exact do this with your face or whatever. And the producer's like, This is great, this is going great, isn't it? And Tom was like, What's up with this guy? Like, what's what's up with this guy? Whatever. And then they have lunch and he comes back and the director pulls him aside and he's like, They have this interaction. It's so fucking intense. And he was like, you know, um, the director said, when you go back to uh LA, maybe you should try some acting lessons. Learn learn how to act. And Tom said, well, you know, I'm just, I know I'm inexperienced and I'm an inexperienced actor. So I, uh, I thought that's why they put me with, with an inexperienced director. This is your, you've never directed before, right? This is your first time directing? He was like, I've been directing for 20 years. He said, no, oh, I thought this was your first time. The inexperienced director, inexperienced actor. Thought that's what we were doing. Just the most intense. And he was like, remember, this is always on. The director said that to him. Because he was talking to the producer with his fucking lapel mic on. And it was just fucking so intense and whatever. And then just nobody ever picked up the... They didn't pick up the ad. So he was never Jared's brother. But I had that interaction that night. And then later on, I listened to that podcast. Yeah. I think it's a really good thing for for Tom that that was never picked up. <laughs> he said Can you after fucking fil- imagine? after filming Jared came up to him and was like, "Do you want to split a pizza?" No, that did not happen. <laughs> yeah. He no. said, "Do you want to split a pizza?" That did not happen. Yeah. I I can't believe that happened. And he, That's the punchline and to Tom, the whole story. And Tom was like yeah, I mean, I, yeah, sure, I guess. And then, like, apparently this was near Jared's, like, hometown, wherever they were filming. 
And so his friends came and he was like, yeah, the subway people are so specific. Like, they're like, Jared, you have to lose weight. Jared, you have to gain weight. You can only eat subway. Like his Jared's friends were talking about this. And he was like, do you want to split a pizza? <laughs> hey, y'all. And now a quick word about our sponsor. Anchor.fm. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor distributes to all the platforms for you. Therefore, it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, some think are an exclusive club, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is in one place on Anchor.fm. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Yes, that is anchor.fm to get started today. I don't think we should talk about Jared anymore. Why? Because he's gross. Well, yeah, but we were talking about Jared. You got into and then, it. And then I listened to a podcast and I they talked it. about it. Isn't that crazy? I like the smoothie. Yeah, it's fine. Maybe I'm full now. I'm full. Are you? Yeah, also, I need to poop, like, 20, 50 minutes ago. Like, is it turtling? Yeah, it's it's been. It's done been turtling? Oh, it's not It's You're not. Pra- it's not prairie dogging. Turtling it's enough for gurgling. The My stomach is gurgling. I hate a gurgle. It's going to be wet. Gurgling means wet. Yeah. And I said, hey, I probably shouldn't do this before I have to work for eight <laughs> hours. And you said, no, here are all of my chemicals. <laughs> Put those pills in your bail. You said, we have to start being healthy. And in my head... I don't think consuming all of this one time and never doing it again is going to be that healthy. <laughs> you should do it every day with me. I, I don't want to be any kind of way. I'm not spending $120 on all these supplements that I have to purchase to continue, <laughs> okay, to, continue okay, okay, to do okay, this. Okay, okay. Because, um, I mean, for real, that's probably what I have to what's buy. What's Julianne Malone? Um, that? <laughs> it was this dumb thing. I got stuck in my head. It was a character from something, and I couldn't remember what it was. And I spent an hour and 45 minutes trying to figure out this character's That's name. That's not worth it. No, but I could, and I was like, I'll be done. I've spent, I, I'll be done with it. And then I sat down and I was like, I guess I'm going to, I'm like, fuck, I have to find it. I've spent so much time. I have to find it. I spent 45 minutes and then I couldn't find it. And I was like, is it vampire? Day? Is it original? I'm just like going through all the things. Because no. I remember it was like a witchy thing. I'm like, what is this? Like, what was this from? What else did I want? Like, I'm working through all of these different things. And then it was this book series that I listened to on audiobook. That one. Three Dark Crowns. Yeah. Yeah. Did you finish the whole thing? Yeah. Was it good? Yeah. Um, I also sent you a thing that said Japanese records earliest cherry blossom bloom in 1,200 years. Japanese records it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Japanese records earliest <laughs> cherry blossom year. Um, yeah, because of. Uh, global warming yeah hooray there are climate um implications here i'm not gonna be well later (laughs) you are gonna be fine no we should do it every day no why because i need to keep everything in when i need it to be in it's gonna be in you should i have no problems with my poops they're fine it's not about your poops we Some talked of it about is. this, but it's not, that's not what the point is. It's to draw out your toxins and then, and then after that, you only eat healthy food forever because your body that's won't crave sugar That's definitely what I'm going to do. <laughs> Here's my dream. Are you guys ready? 
hearing that my mom and my dad were still together and I was in my like young adolescence early teens somewhere in there and Let's just sleep in the car for fun. <laughs> Even though we were at home, they were like, let's like go camping, but like at home, you know, whatever. And let's like hang up hammocks, like have the car wide open and hang the hammocks in the car. Like some people do that, you know. Um, so we hang these hammocks and strapped them from like, you know, the uh, oh shit bars in the back to like somewhere in the trunk and like all the doors and windows were open and it was like you know when people do that on a beach except we were in the like driveway of 31 Creek Mirror actually and when we woke up everyone was like ugh I feel weird wasn't great whatever and then we're like let's just go inside and we all go inside and my mom's like I think someone stole stuff from us while we were sleeping because everything was wide open my dad's like I think so too let's check the DVDs and so they go over to the DVD cabinet where there's like a hundred DVDs and some of them are loose in like in those plastic like leaves you know the plastic sleeves or whatever they don't even have cases they're just fucking loose CDs and she's like yep I'm missing some loose CDs <laughs> like what even and she's so upset and he's like well it's fine let's just go back to sleep because we didn't sleep well out there she's like, I'm so upset. I wonder what else he took, you know? And then, um, I'm like, I'm thirsty. And my mom's like, here you go. And she comes over and I just take her arm and I like suck on, on her upper shoulder. Like it's a straw to have like, to pull out water. And she goes, why do you always do that? And I was like, I don't know, I was just thirsty. And then I woke up. <laughs> well, you bite me there all the time. <laughs> that same that same place that you... Dreamed that I was yeah. drinking water out of my mother's arm? Yeah, you bite me all the time there. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had two other dreams that I thought I sent. I really genuinely thought they sent. And when, when I discovered that there was only one just there, very upset. Very upset. Oh, I got my vaccine, y'all. He got his first vaccine. Yeah. That was fun. What do you have to say? Pete is being so... Never mind, he's not doing it anymore. I said his name, and then he was like, I'm going to do something else. Um, he was being so weird. He was, like, laying on his side, and he was going... But as a fish. I think he's ill. 
<laughs> He's been ill for so long. I don't know what his like his drug, is. his like drug of choice is when the tree gets it's gets all that stuff. Yeah, and just and then he just it. goes into it, and then he's just like, oh, he's just like getting high on it or something. <laughs> I don't think he's. And then high when on. I clear him out of it, he's so upset. He's like, man, that tree still grows stuff, huh? Every single time, it takes a little while, like a week or so. That's cool. And then it just. <laughs> At one point in time, you had Java Moss in there. Yeah, and then I discovered that I think that the poof that comes out was attached to it, and it was just propagating the poof because I couldn't clean the moss properly. Mm. So I was like, bye, moss. <laughs> bye. <laughs> oh, he ate something. Yeah, I have a I lot. Got my, I got my vaccine. That's oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what do you have? You been watching anything other than new, other than your stars, whatever, and Stargate, Stargate SG One, no. And other than whatever else, no. You didn't watch any new movies, no. Oh, I went to the movies and saw the movie Nobody, and it's so good. That's cool. If you like the movies and if you like going to the movies, you should see the movie Nobody. Also, Lynn texted me earlier and was like, "Our movie theater is open, right?" And yeah. so I went to it. The app. And it does say now showing, no show times. <laughs> it's like we're now showing all these movies, mm -hmm. and I clicked on them for days. It was like this. Hold on, it was like this. Announcing the regal reopening Friday. There you go. The twenty third. There you go. That's my next vaccine date. It is. Yep. Okay, so let me go to that day and see if anything pops up for this movie. Hold up. Oh wow. Let me go to that day. People nope. have been listening. I don't know. I, okay. No showtimes. People people listened to the Posh episode a lot. Who? Who listened to it? I yeah. have no idea. But it's not had 19 plays. Now I'm just wondering, did did Posh go in and just listen and just like have it On play? Repeat? Yeah. To make us feel better? Because for sure we were like, why do you all hate us so yeah. much? Because our unique listener number went up too. To what? Well, if 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 the algorithm 17. says it's a unique listenership, then they're going by IP addresses, which means it can't be him on repeat. 17. Unique listenership is based on an algorithm on IP addresses. Yeah, but our estimated audience is fourteen. No, uh, yeah. I think we have been doing better. I think so. This I think one's we're medium. Good and funny. Mostly female. This one's medium, but like in general, I think we're funnier. I think once we got in a groove, so. you know, mm -hmm. mostly we're so, incorporated. So suck on that. <laughs> LOL. Within our biggest listenership is within our age categories. Well, duh. I know, but isn't that interesting? I think so. Also, that makes so much sense. It's bananas. LOL. Right? Like, Zero to 17, 2%. You know who that is? That one person. And I was like, are you sure you should listen to our podcast? For sure. I say cunt too much. She was like, well, no, you guys were talking about like sex ed stuff. And some of that was like really helpful. She's 16 <laughs> years old. I'm That's like. awesome. No, but I don't you. Doesn't that make you a little uncomfortable? I mean. No, I, I believe. To, as I said to ju the juiciest of Jays the other day. I fucking love the juiciest of Jays. The um, juiciest Jay that I ever said, was. Because that same person was telling me about. Which one? Can you mail that to me? The person that we work with. Which one? Okay. 
I didn't realize if she listened. Yeah. So she um, was telling me about like she's seeing this person or whatever. And I was like, I'm not an idiot. I'm a young person. I know that people under the age of 18 have a sexual intercourse with each other. But I'm like. I didn't realize she was so young. I feel weird when they tell me. Like, I'm like, are you. Sh- what? I don't want to hear. Like, do you know See, what I mean? No. Here's the. I believe this firmly because. And I don't know if it's because my mom and I. We didn't have that. T- I mean, she's my soulmate and my best friend. We've talked about this. Yes. But we didn't have that type of relationship where I could just like openly. I could have. She would have been totally normal about it and fine. Yeah. But I just personally felt weird about it. Yeah. And I don't want my kids to feel weird about that stuff because I have a lot of knowledge and I want to be able to answer questions and I want to be yeah. able to whatever. So I really want, I hope, to impart, and I don't know how to do this. I'll read some books or something or ask people that mm-hmm. have that type of relationship with their parents. The juiciest of Jay does. Yeah. But I, and I'll, so I'll ask people and get whatever. But I hope that when I have kids that I can be the type of parent who can openly talk about that stuff. Yeah. Because I think it's really, like, for example, masturbating or like. Yeah. Um, like specifically, I read you that there was a one of my poems. I don't remember when it was about, but I know I read it to you. I vaguely remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, was about like, oh no, it was the short story about that guy that I dated, my first boyfriend. Yeah, remember yeah. that? Yeah. 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 And in it, I talk about how when I was young and I was kind of budding sexually, I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. Yeah. And I th- and I think that's a pretty common thing. I think that if you're yeah. lucky enough to know what it is you want, because I think for a lot of people, just figuring that out I, I think is most difficult. people generally don't even know. They don't know because they never – that you don't do the things yeah. to experience to know what you do want. So but if you're lucky enough to know what you want, I think it's hard to ask for it, especially like when you're young and you're trying to be like – you don't know how to tread the line between coy and cute mm-hmm. and like – too much and demanding or whatever and i think i I just want to be able to talk to my kids about that stuff i want to be able to teach them to ask for what they want Mm -hmm. and to know what they want and to figure that out and to be you know open with yourself Mm -hmm. because i think that's a lot of people's prudeness when you become an adult is not being able to even discuss that stuff with yourself like in your own inner monologue like can you talk about like you and i talk about stuff on here all the time but like can you talk about like trying new stuff. Like for example, I hate some of the male listeners are actually a lot of them are gay, so no one will care. But I hate when men, straight men specifically, are like weirded out by things going in their butts. Because I wouldn't say it's scientifically proven, but like that's where your prostate is. A little hiccup. Like sexually speaking, mm. there is a pleasure point in the male ask yeah. ask all the gays, right? Like I mean, there's I, pleasure I like to be had in the that, ass. I mean yeah, I don't really. But I feel I like a lot of straight men are really adverse to it. They're like afraid of things going in there. They're afraid of a stigma. Divine masculinity. You have to break down your uh, stereotypes or whatever. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to. What What did they say? I don't remember. The, it was great. Shave your head because that's not. That's not. That wasn't, that wasn't part a step. Of it. No. Damn it. Um, <laughs> no, but like I feel like straight men have a lot of stigma against putting things in their butt, and I feel like that's a real. Like, if we're talking about, like, what we're talking about now, like, knowing yourself, whatever, being able to talk to yourself about that stuff, I feel like that's one for straight men that I feel we need, like, that's something, like, if I had a son, I'd be like, don't be afraid of your asshole, like, or whatever the case is, you know what I mean? Like, discover things about yourself that you like. with most men, it's probably that they feel, like, they don't feel comfortable enough 
Because it's more vulnerable than you fucking somebody. Sure. Of course it is more vulnerable. Yes. Because women, ha- I mean, they don't have to be, but within intercourse are more vulnerable than men. Do you, well, would yeah, you because say? you accept something in yeah. versus and like males, most men sex organs are on the outside. Yeah. Most so, men aren't. That, in, you have to be much more vulnerable. Inherently, it's more vulnerable yeah. to take something in yourself than yeah. to put yourself in something else. Yeah. So that's a vulnerability that most men probably don't feel they can be with a sexual partner. We're so excited to be able to offer our beautiful, powerful, sexy listeners 50% off almost any one item from adamandeve.com with our code VAG. With our code VAG, you'll also get free shipping and 10 free gifts. With Adam and Eve's discreet packaging, your roommate doesn't have to know when you're busting. Live your best life. Get into it with someone or be COVID conscious and get into it with yourself. From our VAG to yours. Enter code VAG. Yes, that is code VAG, V-A-J, at checkout at adamandeve.com. And I just think that's such a, whatever that's called, uh, tragedy, travesty, all those words. I think it's terrible. Even if it's someone that they're in a romantic relationship with, I feel some men probably still feel there's a... The person I was with... Another step of vulnerability. For a long, long time. Mm -hmm. um, Never let me put anything in his butt until the last month we were together like we had been together 10 years mm-hmm. and then he was finally like okay you can do it i guess and i put my finger in his butt while i was blowing him and he just bust almost immediately he was like ah yeah and i was like told you so i'm just, just ner- like, all I'm I nervous thinking about it so. right now because, because i need poop. to poop so badly because poop. Yeah. i'm really it's making me nervous right now because i'm like i'm not ready i need to poop right i'm sure now. that that's a lot that's a big concern for people thinking about their butts is yeah. poop. is there going to be poop in there yeah, is it clean it is. what's the situation in my butt yeah. And that's fair. I think And it we is. should be able to talk about that with each other and with our families. <laughs> go, going, going over to Sandy's house tonight. Is my asshole clean? She said she wants to try some butt stuff. So I'm just going to bend over in front of the... You, you're watching You're watching Inception? It's okay. Just pa- pause. I'm going to bend over. You all are on the couch. Check my asshole. Is it clean? Is it clean? <laughs> That's what you want in your household? <laughs> no, what I want is me and dad, and I'm saying dad isn't the person I'm making love to who I've fathered these children with. Me and dad <laughs> sitting on the couch. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. You know how that, you get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me yeah, and dad yeah. sitting on the couch watching whatever, and our let's say it's a son for the purposes of what, we're ha- what the conversation yeah. is right now. He comes downstairs. And he's like, and we're like, what's going on? What are your plans tonight? He says he has a date. And he's like, yeah, I'm a little nervous because she, you know, she's interested in my butt. And I'm like, why does that make you nervous? And he's like, well, because stuff's not supposed to go in. It's supposed to come out. And I'm like, well, son, I I feel like I'm the mother from Big Mouth. And I'm like, your father's tiny penis. You know, the mother from (laughs) Big Mouth. They're just always talking about cunnilingus for some reason. Yeah. Um, I'm like, well. You know, there's pleasure to be had in the butt. What you know, whatever. And he's like, and well, what about the poop? Fu- then the dad is just like, well, just be sure, son. It has to be clean down there because yeah, you just, don't want Sandy coming out with any brown on her finger. Well, because here's what the situation is. If you're uncomfortable, you know, a good way to ease into it. I'm trying to be the mom from Big Mouth now. Oh, okay. A good way to ease into it is to just um, share the Ease intim- onto it. Uh, oh, I got so nervous for your urinal. It, it didn't, didn't even it didn't, touch it. it How? I know. I watched that it. That feels impossible. I watched it. It was like this. I watched it. 
Um, I would say to my son, a good, it's, it's a good solid way. Now. I know. Isn't that crazy? Would you like it in your veins? No. Um, Some of just, it is. That's your blood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just a good way to be intimate with one another and to just prepare yourself for that type of experience. Maybe just you want to talk about it with your partner, but you also could shower together and you could wash your asshole while you're in there. You could even put your own finger up in there and make sure it's washed and nice to prepare yourself. And that way, you know, you're open and talking about it with your partner and you're also sharing that intimacy. And the whole time, my 16-year-old son's like, Mom, stop! Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why he's a character from Spongebob. You have to have dreads then when if, you, if you talk with your children like this. You um, have that's, to, not, that's not you're, true. You're three steps away already. <laughs> if you don't shower once, dreads. So <laughs> all you have to do is just one day you're like, mm, maybe not. And then murloc. No, dreads. I don't want a murloc. That's so fucking gross. Um, you no, told no, no, no. me you. I saw because you gave it. To, you fed it to your plants. You yanked out a dread <laughs> one time. Yeah, it did. Happen. And I was like, "Why is there hair in your plants?" And you're like, "Oh, they like it. <laughs> <laughs> they do like it. It's good nutrients." I'm like, "Your hair is in all of these plants. There's nitrogen. There are other nutrients in hair that plants like. Yeah. If your plants aren't you, if you if your plants are a little bit sad, like they're droopy." Just get a little bit of hair, like if you have shavings or clippings or whatever. Or if you're me and you have a, a large knot, just yank it really hard from the root. Have a half a centimeter bald spot. That's fine. And then cut chunks of it and then just bury it in your plants. And your plants will liven right up. They'll go from like not happy man, wine opener to happy man, wine opener. That's your plants. Mm. Yeah, talk to your kids about anal <laughs> is what I'm saying. I'm and I'm also saying divine masculinity, suck my butt, or let me suck yours. I don't want to suck anyone's butt. I'm going to be honest. No, I feel like that's okay. But yeah. some people are into that. I know. I don't want to do it. I haven't, um, because they said, Dr. Drew said that you should not have any um, uh, non-steroidal, what's the last? What's the... NSAIDs? Yeah. What's the, what's the? Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Yeah. NSAIDs. We, we did it. We did it, Joe. Yeah. Um, and is like a leaf. Yeah. Or um, and, or drink uh, three days after you get your vaccine. So I have not done. I don't I don't believe in painkillers generally. Um, I just I'm like, I, I feel like it's a part of your, your experience living it. Um, and I haven't had any um, alcoholic oh, uh, beverages uh, in the past couple of days. And I wanted to when get. When did you get it? Friday. So you're good to have it now. Yeah. So have it now. I don't have Burger any. Girl. Oh. I gave that bottle to you because I hated it. I know. And I haven't had it yet because I'm still in the other gross bottle. As soon as I cap Ugh. that bottle, I'll get into this Disgusting. one. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I wanted to, time. before work, go to the place. You should. No, nah, I'm not going to have time. You should. You go now. But we're recording this episode we're right now. We're basically almost done. I did my dreams. We That's were just true. talking about telling your children about anal. So I feel there's not a lot more content <laughs> that, we, yeah. you know, that we have to bridge at this I time. I have a final thought oh, what uh, is it? for everyone. It's a quote uh, from Stargate SG-1. Oof. And life for the sake of life means nothing. Oh, yeah. You texted me that. And I was like, is he having an existential crisis? No, it's from a TV show. And I thought I it was. I was fully like, he's having, he's crying. No, no. But you text, and I was like, he's, he's. No, crying. I was, I just thought it was. Uh, How bad is it that I was going to be productive and now I'm just like, I'm going to go finish that docuseries on my bed. 
Well, I'm going to take a really chill day off tomorrow. What are you doing? Nothing? I don't know. I wanted to drive what to Harper's Ferry. Wednesday, you're off? Yeah. We're both off on that day. Yeah. Why don't we hang out during I, the That's day? why I said we should record the podcast. Oh, yeah. I have that thing at 2.45. Yeah. We could have gone to that plant store in the morning, but I have no money. And that might be good because can't can't spend can't money buy, you don't yeah. have. But I don't want to. I don't um, want to spend money. Yeah. I was thinking about driving to Harper's Ferry. Harper's Ferry is beautiful. I've never been. It's beautiful. And Whitney um, Cummings mm-hmm. purchased a hotel there and is restoring it. That seems crazy. That's where she's from. She's what? not from there, but she summered there as a child. Summered there. Be like richer. her dad. Well, no, she spent the summers with her dad and her dad managed the hotel. Oh, that's a little weird. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like it's a rich person thing. No, the dad man. No, the, her dad was like a con man. She was like one time I didn't realize it. He was like, "Here's a pretty ring for you for your birthday." Oh no! And it was someone's engagement or <laughs> someone's engagement ring. She found out like she she just. Oh, I thought that it was gonna be like he had been having sex with a ninety year old waiting for her to die, and then was like, "I conned no. her into making me the beneficiary for everything." No, I thought no, that no. kind of con man. No, like That'd he was like dope. a loan shark and loans, and then he was like, "Can you can I have the money back?" And they were like, "No." So he was like, "I'm taking your engagement ring," and they gave it to his daughter. Happy birthday. <laughs> well that just makes a lot of sense for her like how she ended up where she at yeah <laughs> where she at yeah so jen i mean but yeah so i want you're to full. that's good i i it's mostly i, I think i'm just mostly focused on poop. keeping everything in <laughs> i don't have to poop if i stand i feel it's going to be a problem you'll just have to it's clenched i know and there. i can't go to the liquor store and do that you, how long does it take you to poo? Like 10 minutes. 10 minutes to poo. I mean, if I'm really focused, I, it would probably take half that time. But, like, I take my time. And I want to be sure everything is out. I can hear your intestines. Nothing's yeah. happening to me. Yeah. I don't think it's anything I gave you. Because wouldn't it be happening to me also? No. Because you semi-do some of this sometimes. Never. I never do it. Your ass is going to explode. We'll talk to you later. Big boy's ass is exploding. Talk to your kids about anal. Bye.